Hey everybody, so I have an amazing guest from across the pond today on the I Know I'm Crazy podcast with Naja Hall. I got my girl Scylla, Priscilla from the Step Moms Club. And I, I say moms like that because it's M-U-M and here in America we say M-O-M. So that's kind of how we tell the difference. I think it's so cool how we do that. What's up, Priscilla? Hello. <laughs> I even like the way you say hello. You don't say hello. You say hello. Hello. Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I love it. It's like you're the black Adele. That was, was that racist? Was that racist? Oh, my God. You know, it's so hard to figure out, like, what, if I'm being PC, if I'm crossing the line, Lord Jesus, I don't know. Oh, wait. See, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have called the Lord's name in vain. Man, I'm going to get so many fines today, but add them to my tab, y'all. So, Scylla, Scylla is so amazing because she is one of the only people that I've seen bring a group of biological mothers and stepmothers in the same room to have pretty healthy dialogue. Here, check out a little, a a quick soundbite right here. What do you think my role is in your child's life? No (laughs) stepmom. And what do you step on What is your real issue? <laughs> I think a lot of mums out there may possibly feel sort of jealousy because the stepmom's going to come in and all they're going to really think about is pleasing the father. They want to please the child. Probably do all the things that you as a mum will say no to. Like, she's going to try and take my place. She wants to be his mum. I would advise that you maybe try and push maybe your insecurities or maybe your fears to one side momentarily and just try it out. I didn't really know what becoming a stepmom would entail. Uh, It was a bit of a shock to the system. I found it very hard. So I just decided to create the kind of help that I needed. Okay, y'all. So she did that with BBC, actually. For you, I mean, everybody knows who and what BBC is. Only one of the largest broadcasters in the world. Scylla, how did you make that happen? Like, what type of hookup do you have at BBC to where you could just be like, hey, um, do, a, do a segment on us? What happened? Well, um, I had this idea way before um, I started my platform. And I know it was going to be super, super unique because you either have stepmoms having conversations, mostly in private groups, um, before we even knew those podcasts happening. And then you would have birth moms usually bashing stepmoms and the stepmoms in their lives. And so, because I was a birth mom myself before becoming a stepmom, I already had loads of mum friends. And then through my platform, I created loads of stepmom friends. And I just thought, Let's bring them together. Um, I contacted one leg of the BBC, which was a bit more about social issues. um, And it didn't really have to be about what was happening currently in the news. I just literally sent them a DM and they were just all over it because they knew that they would be the ones to bring this unique type of content um, to the world, really. So you got the whole deal with BBC and they're like, absolutely, yes, let's do this. And so... 
how did you go about finding these women that were birth <laughs> mothers and step stepmothers and, and convincing them to be in the same room with you? Okay, well, the birth mums, the people that I I roll with um, and met, you know, via social media as well, they are outspoken anyway. Um, so they don't shy away from any kind of uncomfortable conversation. And they had all kind of had experiences of, let's just say that they were all single mums on and off, right? So they, they had experiences of blended families. Uh, these are the birth mums. With the stepmums, I literally just did a call out and it was just down to who was brave enough to speak their truth on camera. And it so happens that there's actually a fair few. Not everyone wants or cares to speak behind closed doors. There, there was a few that were saying, yep, you know, my voice needs to be heard. I definitely want to stand up for stepmums. Um, and they came along. <laughs> Okay, see, so that's awesome. So when uh, and I noticed when I was watching the video, because I'm there was only like what eight to ten minutes that BBC yeah. shared, but I'm pretty sure you girls were there filming all day. So hours, hours, hours and hours. So did it? I noticed there was like a little bit of conflict. I could kind of tell who the problematic yep. people were in the room. What was the biggest area of contention when you put stepmoms on one side and biological mothers on the other side? Um, it really came down to the birth moms feeling like they had complete ownership of their children 100% and the fathers needed to submit all their thoughts and views pertaining to their children to them. And the stepmoms had a view of, well, this is my partner's son. And so anything that I do concerning my stepchildren really is the decision of my partner. And then the birth moms will be looking at the stepmoms like, you got that very wrong. And the stepmoms will be like, I don't care. That's my man's child. And that was, I think, that's what caused the biggest tension in the room. Mm. So... How what what was the outcome? Because at the end of the day, yes, it's still mom's child. That's also still the stepmom's man's child. It, it kind of feels like they wanted there to be like some sort of parenting hierarchy. Like, oh, because I'm mom, yeah. I call the shots. What yeah. was what was the outcome though? Or was there like a happy ending? I mean, there there were some mums in the room on both sides that were like, I think and feel what I think and feel, and that, that's it. But there were some more mums that came to the realisation that actually, if I put myself in this other person's shoes, how would I feel? How would I behave? How would I react? And I feel like that kind of um, empathy wasn't present before um, mm. we filmed. And it was there after we filmed. Whether that was applied to their life thereafter <laughs> remains to be seen. Right. Because it's easier said than done, right? But I feel like just having that conversation was enough just to break a little bit of ground. And of course, it highlighted the need for more conversation around blended families because, you know, you cannot, con you cannot change anything without confronting the issue at first. And so, yeah, I feel like it made a difference in the mindset, in the action, who knows, hopefully. So there were some women, like I said, I was watching the video and I could just tell, like, uh, you know, if this was the nausea from 2013, we probably would have like fist fought. How do you know when there's just somebody that you cannot reach though? Because I'm so, and I hope that everybody out there, by the way, I'm going to share the link 
to this podcast, of course, and um, to the video that we're referencing. So you guys can go and watch it and you can kind of see the temperaments, especially when these mothers are challenged by the biological yes. mothers. So what did, what did you see was like, or when could you tell Scylla that a certain personality it just wasn't going to work. You know, she's never going to be able to co-parent. And stepmothers and biological mothers. Well, for the, the, the bio moms, it was very easy when the first question was posed. What do you think a stepmom is? What is their role? And so by, <laughs> by the answers, you could quickly clock who was really going to be a point of contention and not really open to what we were doing. Um, because I remember one person said, you are simply just there because you're with, you know, the child's uh, father. You're not there for my child. You don't care about my child. Um, and if it doesn't work out with the guy, you'll just leave kind of thing. And then we were saying, yeah, but while we're with the, the man, you have the option to fall in love with that child. Why would you deny that? And then it was reduced down to, you know, well, I think what I think, you're, you're just a stepmom, you're, you're just a dad's girlfriend. And there was no kind of dialogue after that on that question. So then you kind of know that this person's closed off. Whether they have a legitimate fear, insecurity, or they just, just don't care for you, who knows? But there was an issue there. And then on the stepmom side, I really feel like the majority of the stepmoms were there were just coming from a point of, you know, I can understand how you feel, but if my man says yes, my man says yes, I, there's nothing else I can do to help you out. So the stepmoms, mm -hmm. we, were, we were really feeling at ease from the beginning, regardless of what was challenged, because um, we literally are coming behind our men and that child belongs to our men as well. Mm. And it is a challenge because, you know, and I guess it's like a mom, like a woman versus woman thing and especially stepmothers and mothers which is heck the reason why i started both of my online communities is just because of the contention that i was noticing in my own life it's kind of like we're naturally pitted against one another Absolutely. in our in our roles and stepmom you should not impede on mom's territory but it's like honey if i'm bathing your child if i'm feeding your child you're gonna have to then, you know, it's like, do you not want me to do anything for this particular wow. child? And, and, yeah. to, and to be quite frank, um, like when I met my husband, we started dating, I said, baby, you need to pretend like you a single mom that you won't have any help because whatever Ms. Naja does, it's extra. Like I truly took on the, the bonus mom role, the word bonus. I took that on initially because I just didn't know my role. And I had been told so many times, you're not welcome here. We don't want you here. We hate you. My kids are going to hate you. I'm going to teach these children to hate you. Yeah. And then when I started realizing all of that was a lie, just spoken from a person that um, was not comfortable or maybe insecure or still very much projecting their own pain or maybe their own bad stepmothering experience. I don't know. Onto yeah. me and I developed my own thing with the kids. Then I realized that there was just words. There's no power in those words. When That's did that it. moment happen for you as a stepmom when did you realize that you actually hold the power well I mean it just happened off the back of a conversation that I had with my husband and it it probably was the most honest conversation that we had had maybe being two years into our marriage at the time because I I felt like I had hit a brick wall and there was nowhere for me to go and I had to like I say confront 
my issues with my husband about our blended family and I said like listen I need to know that you've got my back because if you don't I want nothing to do with your children. I don't care what that comes across as. I want nothing to do with your children because your children are connected to women that hate me and will do anything to project that hate upon me. And it will affect my mother, my mothering, you know, the children that I have in this home. And it will affect our marriage ultimately. So really the choice is yours. And he took some time to think about it. And I feel like, you know, we don't always consider the dads, but just the idea that the woman that he loves does not love his children or her heart is not open to love his children, I think hurt him more than he had realized. And mm. he needed to do something to protect that relationship I had already built with them. And so he said, you know what, regardless of what happens, I've got your back. And the worst did happen. And my husband, well, I was alienated from one of my stepchildren first for a period of time I want to say about a year and thereafter that my husband was alienated from one of his children for about uh, eight months thereafter so and when you say he, you were alienated does that mean that he was allowed to see them uh-huh. if, as long as you were not around one of those uh-huh. types of deals exactly. oh exactly. lord don't tell me that stuff crosses the pond honey that ain't only in America oh, yes. girl yes. and you know what's worse my husband agreed that's oh. what's worse Oh yeah, my husband. Fellas, fellas, let me just let me speak to let's talk to these fellas for a moment because you know the I know I'm crazy audience. It's it's men, women, all in between, you know. Um, but those of you that are men and that identify as men, it's literally one of the dumbest things that you could do is to give another person that does not live in your household, that's not taking care of you, that's not loving on you, as a matter of fact, that's making your life a little bit harder, to give them an ounce of control in your new life. And for a mother to say, or for a father, this could go for moms and dads out there too. You know, if you're telling your co-parent, well, you can be around as long as your, your person is around. You really got a question. Are you really secure in your role as a parent? And, and let me tell you this, a parent, you don't really have to do much to be your kid's superhero. You could literally be a crackhead vagabond and your kid is going to think you're the best thing since sliced bread. (laughs) Now, I do see a lot of parents that don't, are not comfortable with the step-parents because they kind of call, step-parents causing them to step their game up. And now you have this other person there who may or may not be trying to compete with you. And we'll talk about step-parents that try to compete here in a little bit. But what do you think it caused, Priscilla, when your husband was in agreement with her and he played that little silly game of, she can't be around our kid? What what? What was the the fallout from that? Well, there was no apparent fallout because I bottled all my feelings up. I played along and I just said, you know what? Okay, I'm not trying to split a son and a father, you know, apart. I'm not trying to have that on my head. But, you know, over the, the period of a year and then giving birth to my son's second sibling, I just thought to myself, like are we are we in this together or not are we a team or not you know and that's when I had to have that conversation with him and I really let him know that I you can't treat me like this do you know what I'm saying you you're the one that brought me into this situation yes I did say I would marry you but God only knows 
you know, that I was going to face all that I faced. And now I'm in this situation. You are my shield. I cannot be my own shield. Do you know what I'm saying? And the idea that you would let another woman have any type of control over your thoughts, your feelings, or your actions over that of your wife is mad. It's madness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when he came, when he came to understand what I was saying to him, he was just like, do you know what? You're right. We're going to rectify this. And I guess maybe it was my fault for not speaking up sooner, but I feel like I was just, I was just too tired to do that. But once he did understand, he was then alienated shortly after. Mm. And then my husband, he, he was just going mad on everyone. Anyone that would ring him and try and reason with him. He was just like, I, listen, I will dismiss you if you don't change the subject. Like he gave it to anyone that tried. And I really felt, that my husband was my shield at that point. And then when I really began to believe that, yeah, my husband's really got me against his family, his friends, anyone that wanted to bring it to him, that's when I just thought, well, I'm free now. I'm just going to do what I want to do. And I'm not a wicked person. I've never been horrible to anyone's children. So in that freedom, it didn't mean I was going to start to be neglectful or anything. My goodness and my love towards them wasn't based on trying to please their pet, their mothers. It was based on the bond that we had, but it just meant that I could freely explore that bond, grow it and, you know, grow with them in our family, in our home. And then anything thereafter that presented itself to be disturbing to my peace or my household, I just shut that down with immediate effect because I knew that I could. My husband let me know that I've got that power and I utilized it every chance that I could. And now... <laughs> They, they know, these women, uh, these birth mothers, they know I'm untouchable. And I think that drives them mad even more. But I'm, mm. I'm okay. That's, that's, that's their issue. That's not my issue. That is totally not their, your, your issue at all. And, you know, I guess let's kind of explore the untouchable part. Um, you know, you and I spoke about that. And, and by the way, guys, um, if you're not a part of my private membership community for stepmoms, VIP stepmoms, she's just had the most transparent honest open conversation obviously we're not going to share the stuff that she said here on the public um podcast but yeah if you're in vip stepmom then that interview is going to you know it's there please go see it to kind of dig into some of her theories on the who what when and why so you know like you said it's when these men come in and protect us i think it might make the mother feel like she's no longer under his cloak of protection or she's not one of his things to be protected now she knows that he's going to protect the child yeah because you know any any good father would do that he's going to protect the kid but it's just like wait a minute what about me and so she's feeling left out and i don't think a lot of fathers do a good job at helping the women that they made mothers you made this woman a mother and you probably you made her a single mom now you didn't yep. do a good job at helping her transition emotionally, physically, maybe financially in some cases to being on her own. And, you know, I, I kind of want to talk, speak to that a little bit. Um, you know, how, how, how can a man help a woman that he, you know, he, she, he's, she's a single mom now, more than likely she's a custodial parent, unless he has 50, 50 custody but she's yeah. a mother that is not is not with the father of her child so what can a fella do to help a woman transition into you know that the other side the other world of of it 
I mean, generally, just don't be a prick. I mean, however <laughs> your relationship, <laughs> however your relationship broke up, I mean, it's over now. So do what you can to build bridges because the fact of the matter is, is that that woman has your child and unless you don't want to be a father anymore, it does not serve you at all to be on her bad side. It does not mean I'm saying lay down and be a doormat and, you know, when she says jump or come or go, you do that. But I mean, from a distance, from, do you know, do you know what I say, honestly, when you mm-hmm. break up with someone, you've got to start treating them like you're, like they're your work colleague, and you're going to start sending them formal emails, you're going to do it within business hours, nine to five, okay, you're, when, when you have grievances with your boss or colleague, you keep it all the way professional, and then you go and rant and rave to your friends outside of that workplace, that's how you're going to treat that person, so that person's never going to feel disrespect from you, that person's going to understand that you get straight to the matter you're always talking about the subject at hand and you're not deviating or you're not oh but five years ago do you remember when you did no you're not doing any of that we're we're talking about your job role and your job role consists of fathering this child this is how you should be but if you are not building them bridges and mending how you left things you can't have a professional relationship with anybody. You go to work and you call your manager a prick until you sit down and talk about where that behavior came from and how you can move forward from it. You will have no type of relationship going forward. Do you understand what I'm saying? So men, men need to view it like that um, and, and just stop being... Uh, I don't want to say anything insulting, but I just feel like... Say men, it! Say uh, it! Actually, I found a good word. It's not insulting, but stop being so passive. Stop being so, you know, I'm just stop being a coward as it happens. That's it. Just stop, 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 stop being a wuss. Stand just up for yourself. Grow a pair. Yeah, just, you know, you're a leader. Like, men are born into leadership. Like, be about your business. Your Grow children a pair. You use that pair to bring a kid into the yeah. world. Grow, use it. so you so you said something though Silla. you were like hey speak to this person in a professional tone um my friend marissa v grayson um she i actually work with her and her law firm the collective she wrote a book on the business of co-parenting and ideally it you know we could speak in business tones but then from my boss like i haven't seen the inside of his hoo-ha we haven't gone there you know we haven't had a romantic dealing and I'm on my own boss by the way so I'm just saying if I had one or when I had one but you know that's one thing you know because our man could send or a woman could send her co-parent professional emails hi little Billy would be at the pickup stop at five o'clock please render him um lunch expeditiously but you know, we could do that, but then there's such a familiar tone with a person that you had a relationship with that you're seen naked for God's sakes. I mean, I, most people right. have to be naked to, 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 to make their kid. So how do you go from that familiarity to professional business? We are in the business of raising a kid together. You're just going to outline your expectations. And like you said earlier, um, in our earlier discussion, it just comes down to understanding that you actually don't know me now. So where you may view me as the person that once saw you naked and was intimate with you and, you know, we used to have jokes over X, Y, and Z, 
I'm no longer that person now. And I have jokes about X, Y, and Z about the one that I'm with. So, you know, you have to stop seeing me in that way. I have to stop seeing you in that way. And we get down to the matter at hand, our child. How does a... Because I talk a lot about high-conflict biological mothers. And, you know, for the women that feel attacked out there, feel triggered, um, I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to switch it up to dads just for a moment, you know, because I want to get everybody. I want to offend everybody. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, if we have a a high-conflict, we got a crazy baby daddy out there Mm. who is constantly bringing up, yeah, remember when I used to bend you over and you would say my name? And you're like, what time are you going to bring my child? Um, what can, like, literally sometimes people will never speak to you in that professional tone. So are you saying no matter how they speak to you, you still just got to switch up the game and speak to them in this like different type of tone? Absolutely. Because no one's going to pull you out of your character without your permission. So if I said, what time are you coming to pick up our son? And you Okay. You know what? Can we have a role play? I like doing role plays. You, I want to be the crazy baby daddy and you be the sophisticated (laughs) You're going to be the sophisticated um, co-parents, the mother okay. of his child. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I'm going to call you. I'm trying to pick up our kid. Okay. Ring, ring, ring. Hello. Yo, what's up, Scylla? Uh, I'm about to be outside in five minutes. I know I didn't call beforehand. I know it ain't my schedule weekend, but uh, I'm trying to see Junior. Open the door. Um, okay. Well, I feel like going forward, I can perhaps allow it because I'm not busy, but we need to have a conversation and you need to actually stick to having a conversation before these things can happen. Look, 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 we ain't never done things like that. Okay, listen, I'll pop up, you open the door, you let me in, boom. Like, why you got to be like this? Why you being different? Damn. Because I have a life and I need to actually live it and you can't be popping in and out of it. I remember I used to pop in and out. Can you imagine? <laughs> that's, that's when you shut it down and say, listen, this is the time I'll be expecting you. I need to come off the phone now. Thank you. Goodbye. The end. Hello? Hello? Does this bitch just hang up in my face? So yeah, yeah. She's gone. <laughs> I know. <it's> gone. <laughs> okay. She's gone back. I like I like how you handle that. You did not let this crazy baby daddy bring you out of character. You didn't let no. him um take you back to the woman that he used to know right exactly Mm. and imagine if your child was right there and you're screaming and you're angry and you're emotional and you're reliving the past again your child's going to be thinking my mom is whacked what she's a loon bag what's going on (laughs) and then you're going to have to now be explaining to your child that you're not a loon bag you don't have to be in a relationship to present your child you know, uh, good behaviors and attributes that you should be looking for or wanting in a relationship. And if you love your mom and you idolize your mom and your mom's a little bit of a loom bag because she gets brought out of her character all the time, what are you teaching your son? You, you, you've got to hold it together at all times. And that person will comply eventually or they will stop talking to you. And now a quick word from our sponsor. And yes, this sounds like nausea because it is nausea because I'm the one that's sponsoring this podcast. 
If you are a stepmom or you love a stepmom or if you just want to know more about stepmotherhood, please join my members only community for stepmothers called VIP Stepmom. For about 10 bucks a month, you could feel like you have your very own coach nausea right at the palm of your hands. Visit VIP Stepmom today. Yeah, they'll go get their fix elsewhere. They will, you know, I, I find that when you change up the tone or when you start to become a new person, and people that you dealt with in the past are still in that same place. They start to say things like, oh, you think you're better than me. Or, yeah. oh, my God, or you've changed. And one thing I always Ooh. respond, I say, well, honey, you might think I'm better than you. Um, I've just it. grown. Ooh. You know, and, and it's not. And I think a lot of people, the reason that we see so much conflict sometimes between co-parents is because it's like they expected they, this tone of familiarity. It feels like you you know that you've outgrown them and the fact that you're purporting as if you are more advanced than them that's a hurtful thing especially when people yes. are still stuck yeah they're st- that's a 100%. really yeah yeah so let's let's get into relationships let's get into dealing with a person because you yourself you were a biological mother you were a mom before you became a yeah. stepmom um what were your thoughts on dating a man with children, becoming a stepmom? Um, you know, what's your relationship like with your your baby's father? Like, what, let's let's kind of dig into that a little bit and who you are and some of your theories. So, pick, um, a, pick a question, whichever one you want to answer first. Okay, so so my view about dating men with children from very very young, my mom let me know that that was a no go zone. From young, my mom let me know that men that had children with other women before you will always go back and sleep with that man. That Ooh! man was my mom gave oh! me all the connotations before Disney even had a chance, right? Oh, so, let's wait, wait, let me see. Hold on, so let's talk about that. Mm. Do, okay, that's something that was in my mind too. Like, you know, once she's popped out a kid for this guy, he's going to always be able to go back down that tunnel. It's never going to yep. close to him. Mm. Um, and you have a kid, you know, you have a child with someone. Um, yes. If you weren't married, could your baby daddy still come back? What? No. <laughs> Listen, before I met my now husband, he couldn't come back. And he tried, of course. Of course he tried. But no, no, no. You're disgusting to me now. So why is, why do we think that? Because, I mean, there's a lot of truth to it. I, I really feel like, and there's a lot of women too. They're like, oh, I have his child. I'll always be put on a pedestal. Um, yeah. You know, some of the and things that were happen. even... Yeah, it, it happens a lot. We see a lot of co- co-parents kind of dipping in and out. Yeah, that? yeah, for sure. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what I find so funny about my mom is that as far as I know, <laughs> I could be wrong, she never went back to my dad. And I know my dad was still feeling her for a while, even oh. though he got married a couple of times thereafter, right? Oh, and my so mom you had stepmothers so yourself. Yes, I had two stepmoms, um, and I, I still have one to this day. He stuck with one of them anyway. Um, <laughs> and yeah, as far as I know, nothing happened between them. So for my mom to even say that to me, I just think, I, I don't know where that came from. Uh, maybe she had issues when she was young as well, because I know her dad uh, cheated on my grandma as well. 
Mm. Um, so she had half siblings as well. She had a stepmom. She had all of that stuff. So yeah, um, when when I was growing up as well, it, it was a part of our kind of neighborhood as well, where you would see men just just sleeping with their exes and new women, and you would see cat fights, and the men will never get touched. No one would fight the man, but the women are fighting. That's my man. Well, he was my man first. So I had, I was seeing all of that anyway. So I always thought to myself, hell no. Would I, I'm not with drama anyway. So yeah. I knew that I was never going to get myself in a relationship with a man that had children. But when, actually, and I will say before I move on, when I did have my daughter as well, I especially didn't want to be with a man that had children because I felt like, everyone would assume well because you have a child you have no choice but to get with a man with children because who would want you with a child right but I wasn't trying to think that way I I wanted that man that was footloose and fancy free for me right but when I met my husband what endeared me to him actually was the fact that he was a father and it might sound cliche in the blended family world oh my gosh I fell in love because he was such a good daddy but it literally was that and when we was we started talking he used to to worry about being lonely and not finding a woman that would want to be with him because you know he had two children by two different women and it endeared me to him because I felt like all right you're saying that you know, of the next woman that gets with you, she has to be down with this fact. And you're not sure, so much so that you're not sure that there is going to be a woman like that, but that's what you desire. And I just thought to myself, you know, when you can get a snapshot of what a man's going to be like as a dad, you're practically winning, especially because I already had a child, right? So, so true. Oh my God. That's my so heart was open to him from then. And then how he treated me aside from being a dad and aside of, you know, paying any mind to my daughter was something that I was looking for because I was fairly independent and he, he, he just catered to my heart really. And that's the only thing that I was missing. And so it it was going to work. And then him, him having children, it really wasn't a factor anymore because he, he just was what I wanted. I think um, my experience was, I don't know, like my, my mom and dad are still married. Those of you that are fans of this of this podcast, you've met my parents. I had them on season two's first episode. And so I, I still very much admire my dad to this very day. I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee, staying at my parents' house as we speak. He's downstairs. Um, so when I met my husband, uh, like my dad has three kids. There's three of us, me and my twin sisters. My husband has an older daughter who he very much adores and a set of twins. They have the same age difference as me and my sisters. And I literally would see so much of him and how he was with his kids the same way that my dad was with my sisters and I. And I admired that about him. Because, you know, a lot of dads, they don't get, especially younger dads, they don't get a good rep these days. Yeah. When you look at the statistics and all that stuff, but you know, you have some men out here. Yes. Yes. And you know, you get, you have some men out here that are so devoutly committed to their role as a father. Um, and what I was experiencing was a, another person standing in my husband's way of fulfilling his, his fatherly duties. And Mm -hmm. I had a special level of compassion and empathy and hurt for him because I knew how much he loved his kid I mean on first date that's all he talked about 
had a picture of her on a screensaver. And I was just like, damn, this dude reminds me so much of my dad. Um, and so, I, you know, a lot of that, seeing how he was and also seeing what he went through. So if you are a woman out there that's making it real hard for her baby daddy to be with his kids, there is another woman out there looking at that and cuddling with him and comforting him and yeah. rubbing his shoulder and telling him, baby, it's going to be okay because of what you're doing. So you might want to chill. Like if you want him back, the last thing you want to do is keep the kids away from him. You know, mm-hmm. like that ain't going to work because some woman out there is going to make him feel like a king and temporarily try to make him forget that he's being alienated. And these men end up falling in love. And girl, once that happens, they ain't coming back. So, you and know, can I just interject there as yes. well? For my situation where my my first daughter's father didn't want anything to do with her, I feel like women need to really, really recognize that there is a flip side to the men that you are withholding from their children. There are men out there that want nothing to do mm. with their children. They don't want to pay nothing. They don't want to spend time. You will call them, you will scream, you will fight, and they will run and run until they disappear. If you really want that for your child, you may turn that devout father into that father that has had enough because especially in my culture, there's loads of aunties, there's, there's grandparents, mothers, mother-in-laws that would just say, you know what? Leave your child alone. When your child is 18, he'll come and look for you, okay? Don't stress mm. yourself. Just mm. leave them to it. And then you're, you're trying to say, no, auntie, no, but that's my child. I love my child. No, I need to fight for my child. And the auntie's like, please, leave them alone before you come and kill yourself. When that child is old enough, he will come and find you, and then you explain. Do you understand? I would not necessarily... 100% advocate for that advice but I can understand now where that's coming from when you see a woman just push and push and push and push your back against the wall there's one of two things he will he will just leave and never come back or he'll leave and tell your child everything you did when that child's old enough to hear and you better hope that you fill that child's mind with enough lies and hatred that they won't give that a chance and that they're not penetrable to understanding wait a minute it was my mom because uh, alienation it it does work it it works in a lot of cases because if a child has gone through a struggle and every single aspect of their life their their hardships or their parents hardships are blamed on the absent parent who may not necessarily be absent uh, mm-hmm. voluntarily, um, then the child, I mean, it, they develop, they become impenetrable. But you have children out here that do grow up to learn to kind of question authority and they want to know their other side. So if you are a person that's alienating your kid, you better hope you raise a closed-minded, closed-off child that wants to stay ignorant. That's it. Because that's if it. you have not, you're in trouble. Yeah. For sure, yep. Because I know my mom was definitely the reason. She was de- she was a massive reason why my dad wasn't around. And when I was old enough, I spent all the time with my dad. I really did. And my mom hated it. And she, she gave me all that anger. She was wicked to me because she just felt like, Damn. I've, done, I've, I've raised you by myself. I've loved you and I've secured your future and you're just going to chill and spend all your time with this man that was not there for you. And I was just like, but mom, mommy, come on now, be honest. But you know, 
part of her was right though because my dad is a waste man anyway and i don't actually speak to him anymore wait did um, you say okay did you say a waste man because we don't use yeah. that what does that mean because I, ha- I haven't heard that in in america he's trash. He's oh! trash. <laughs> we use that <laughs> but oh. he's trash to me and my brother anyway to his children obviously he's been you there i don't know you you said his children is um, not one well, yeah. you know, that, that's for another podcast on another oh, day. Okay, okay. Uh, I, I mean, I, I believe that that um, for my younger sister in particular, my only sister, we no longer have any kind of relationship because she didn't understand why I couldn't be there for her because my dislike for my dad was in the way. And mm. now that I'm older, I have tried to reach out to her, but I feel like. In the same way that I felt rejected by my father, I feel like she feels rejected. She has felt that I rejected her. And so Mm. I guess I feel like I need to probably mend bridges with our father in order to mend bridges with her. But again, I don't think I'm ready for that. Because she Um, can understand and respect the fact that she had a completely different experience with him. He was a different type of father for her than he was for you. Why is it so hard to understand? I don't know because I've never been on the flip side but I just know that my dad is not the one for me Mm. and I you know the only thing that I feel like right now I would let him know is that I wish my stepmom wasn't so passive and she encouraged him to do better I I wish she didn't she wasn't just there Mm. Um, wow she's just there yeah yeah I, I feel like you know I wish she used her influence to support all of his children and i would say to him you know i can forgive you but i honestly i just don't love you and if we could go forward with the idea of you have my siblings in your home and i want to know them and just stick to that then it could work but anything bar that is i just don't need you and it's too late it's not oh so do you think that your mom just knew who your dad was and it wasn't necessarily she was being evil to him but she was more so trying to protect you from being oh i don't i don't because i me now in a blended family i know that there are ways to separate your personal feelings from a man being a father and her issue wasn't him and the way he was being a father her issue was him she didn't like things about him and so okay, if you're going to be this way, then you can't be near our children. These are my children. And if you don't behave yourself, you can't be around them. It's like we were collateral, right? Mm. And that, that wasn't fair. That wasn't fair for us because, you know, I was that typical, I want my dad. I love my dad, my daddy, my daddy, my dad. I was that girl. Yeah. And I definitely... I grew up to realize I am also one of them girls that have daddy issues, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, you know, I can't really not blame part of that on my mum because my mum, even to now, if I mention my dad's name, she will, I will see fire in her eyes. So, and I, I don't know. I take it that she didn't get remarried. No, no, no. My mum is the man. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. When I hear mothers like that, I can always tell they never found someone else because they never let go. You can't really hate another man romantic partner that much and form true love for a new person there's just no room 
yeah, believe he's... love can exist in our hearts for different people, but I don't believe lo- love and hate can exist simultaneously. You know? Yeah. Just... Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, she's, yeah, she's, her love was me and my brother. That, that, that we filled her love tank enough mm. for her to not want or need anyone else. And again, that is a burden in itself because obviously now that I got myself into a blended family, whether my mum will verbalise it or not, she's not the one. As in, my, my sons couldn't call on my mum as a grandparent. No, 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 no. They, okay, so she wouldn't have anything to do with any of that. She does not believe in... them. Okay. Yeah, she, she, but she's not, she doesn't act grandmotherly to them. You know, she's cool with, like, if they're in her house, she'll be like, oh, you okay? You're all right. That's as far as it will go. Do you understand? And I don't even know how my husband feels about that. I don't know if it hurts him. I don't know if he wish it was different, but I feel like he just knows who his mother, who his mother-in-law is. But for me, it upsets me because I feel like you need to manage your feelings better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand as well because, you know, their mums are horrible to me. So I get so, it too. So, you know, I think this is a good segue then because talking about understanding who people are, your husband, he doesn't really push the issue with your mom because he understands who she is you've probably told him over the years who she is but yeah in our our earlier conversation you know i asked you a a very important question and the question that i asked her guys was i said you know if you could go back to your younger your new stepmom self what's one of the things that you would have done differently and she said listen to my husband because Mm -hmm. he like a lot of women came into her stepmomming role thinking, you know what, I'm just going to reach out to these baby mom and to these mothers mm-hmm. and, you know, we're going to be friends and they're going to see that I'm different. And, yeah. and when her man told her, he was like, listen, you might want to sit your, you know, what down because, you know, so why, <laughs> I want to kind of revisit that though, because it was so awesome. <laughs> why in the world, did you not listen to this man when he told you to fall back? He told you to chill, <laughs> reaching out to the mothers of his children, but you didn't listen and you had to go because, get your hands smacked. Why didn't you listen? Because men are men. What do they know? <laughs> I was coming from, I was coming from, listen, I've been a single mom. I'm a mother. I'm a woman. There's just some things that you will never be able to understand, babe. You're never going to be able to get it. I get it because I am she. She is me. That's the kind of pride I was coming with. So I was like, you know, just do as I say when I tell you to do it and it's going to work out. You're going to see. And then when I got humbled more than once, my husband was just like, so are you done now? Are you finished? Is, is it over? And I, I humbly said, yeah, I'm, I'm done because it, I can't get burnt anymore. It was just, it was actually ridiculous. He basically predicted the future mm-hmm. because of course he knows these women w- way better than I, that, it's, it's not way, about gender. It's not way about, you know, deeper, way better, has experience. a longer relationship. Yeah. He's had way more interactions. And I kind of feel like if a woman, you can kind of tell how your relationship with the, um, the mother of your man's children is going to be based on how she talks to him. If she doesn't show him any respect mm-hmm. as a whole yeah. parent, he's literally a parent. He's the other person that's responsible for rearing her child. If she doesn't yeah. show this person respect, my stepmom does not stand a chance. 
Of course not. I know this now. <laughs> and, and, know. If she, and if she's being cool in the beginning, it's probably just to get intel on you. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So just Absolutely. listen to your man. And then, you know, by, on, the, and on the side of a biological mother, like, Scylla, how would you feel if, you know, your daughter's father all of a sudden was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm back in her life and things are going good between him for you guys for six months. And then some woman out of the blue sends you a text message. Hi, Scylla. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I am, um, my name is Naja, and I just want to let you know your baby is so awesome, and I'm going to love her as if she were my own. And, you know, I mean, I understand, I have a child too, and I understand what you guys have been through, and I'm just here to help. I'm just here to be your ally. Like, what would you? <laughs> like, that's basically oh, what you said to your man's baby yeah. mama, though, Silas. So you see yeah, how? Yeah, yeah. So you what? Why didn't you say I'm a mother too, and I probably wouldn't want to get this from some little chick? Like, what? What did you think was going to be different? Honestly, I was that naive. I I really can't even answer that question now. I was just, naivete. I feel like yeah. I just had I had this game plan. And it wasn't a considered game plan at all. It was just like, I was just prideful and naive. And I was so believing in my own source so badly that, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I got humbled very quickly. And, and I think if the shoe was on the other foot, I would not appreciate, um, I, I think I would prefer to ask to meet that, that person as opposed to that person wanting to meet me. I don't want to be summoned. I would rather summon. But that, that, that option was not presenting itself in my situation. So I felt like I was doing what I had to do in order to be free around my sons. I, I, just, mm. I, just, didn't, I just felt like I could not be the best kind of mother figure if you like for my sons without being on a level with their mums because for me I don't believe that anyone it's like a teacher right this is my analogy when, yeah. you're, when your child starts nursery or I think you call it kindergarten mm-hmm. when, when your child is about you know three or four right and they first start school you want to make a good impression on that teacher so that teacher won't mistreat your child. If you come to school and you're like, you're going to treat my child like this and you're given attitude and you're displeased with everything at teachers' meetings and such and such, that child, you know, subconsciously is probably not going to be treated very well by, by that teacher because they don't like your mum, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if you're lovely to that teacher and you give that teacher gifts on half term and summer holidays and you say thank you for all that you do and you just sweeten that teacher up, that teacher's going to love and try to do well by your child. That's just the way I saw it. So I thought, you know what, I, I want to meet these women and have these women tell me, okay, my child doesn't like you know, this type of food, my child loves this type of food. And yes, I could have asked my husband, but I wanted the women to know that you have a say, but they did, they, they cared not to have a say, but even now they don't have a say. So right, it just right. comes down to me being super naive. I, okay. Do you know what? If they had taken me up on my offer, they could have controlled me just as well as they controlled my husband in the beginning. They had yeah. that opportunity, but God said no. God, you know, I, I made a video, a YouTube video a while ago. I'm going to link it below, by the way, people, because I think you guys should all watch this. And I was, it was talking about how new stepmothers and 
biological mothers, like how their interactions should be. And I gave biological mothers the advice. I'm like, listen, in the beginning, you better use that woman because she is trying to show her man that she's a great, dutiful stepmom and she's going to love his kids and like put her to work. Let make her useful. Now don't, don't make her your, your, your nanny or anything like that, but take advantage of the fact that you have a person here that wants a place in the family that you created long before she got here. Right, right, You know, right. it's like, why is it so hard to want to welcome a person into a family that is now open? There was an open hole. Somebody was going to fill it. So why would you yeah. want to make a person feel like crap because they're filling a space that you yeah. and the other parent created? That's oh, such an odd phenomenon. Honestly. And, you know, going back to a point that you made that we didn't fully finish about um, kind of the reasons why you know, BMs could be upset or mad um, at you or the, the ex is that you also stand to be the very first positive, you know, example of a relationship for that child. Ooh, and any mum, yeah. any mum will feel cut to know that she wasn't the one to show her child, this is what a happy home looks like, right? Yeah. She, you know, when I became a single mom, I cried because I said, rah, like, is this generational? Have I, am I of a long line of single moms? Is my child going to want for a dad that wasn't there like I wanted for a dad? Is this what I've brought my child in the world to suffer? This is how I felt. And I, I grieved that. And I had to heal from that. And I had to hold them thoughts captive to be able to move forward and even forgive my my daughter's biological father how, how much more now where your ex has moved on married or entered into a long committed relationship and is happy and they're popping out babies over there as well and just imagine if you haven't given your child a sibling and that child wants siblings so badly your child is living a whole nother life but that life is full and wholesome and you're not there Oh my gosh, it's enough to drive anyone mad. Mm, it literally is. And it's like, if your child is living a full other life, I, I don't know. I would want to be a part of that. I would want to not to be. A, I would, yeah. I would exit all the way in there. I'll be like, hi guys, I'm birth mom. Well, you know, Jada Smith, Will Smith. And then yes. the other I'm that, I would be that woman. Like, let's chill together let's go for family dinners let's out because my i'm not letting you take my child and yeah. leaving me out like i raised that baby so what that baby's experiencing i'm gonna be there as well right but it's, it's just so weird that that mindset like there's some women that will choose to be um on their own and they want to keep they want to keep it separate. I think, you know, a lot of times what it means is they have told themselves, and this is for any person that wants to remain in the role of a victim. They have to mm. see themselves as a consummate victim. You know, if mm. they come out of that role of being a victim and welcome a new stepmom or welcome a new stepdad or accept that this relationship is over, then what will their narrative be? I think so many people don't know what their new narrative is going to be that it's more comfortable Ooh. to stay in victim land. Cause I know what it looks like to be a victim. I know what it looks like for everybody to attack me and I get to complain and I get sympathy. But when you step out of that, that's when you have to own a whole nother thing. And a lot of people don't know how to do that. Yeah. Yeah. 
they can't do it. They, they don't want to do it. And, you know, and, and they're making children and they're teaching and they're raising little victims. Yeah, 100%. But it's just, it's, I, just, I feel like, you know, people like you and even I, we can bring that realization to the table, but it's a process and you have to go and do the work because stepmoms can say the exact same thing. It's like, I don't know what this role is meant to look like. There's no one telling me what to do. And actually every family is different, even if it appears to be the same, right? We can all connect over our similar to same situations that we've been in, but we are different. Fundamentally, no one is like me. So you're not going to react like I react, right? But I had to come to a place of, you, you are a stepmom, now make it your own. Create the role that suits you and your family. Do the work, do the trial and error, and get to a place where you're all comfortable. And actually, when your sons grow up and the way you're doing it is not working, you're going to rework it again, because that's what you do with your birth children anyway. You constantly evolve, you grow, you learn, you change. So if a birth mom is feeling that way, like, you know, I don't know how to be anything other than what I am being, whether that desire to change is there or not, you have birth mums, you have to come to a point of realizing you actually don't have a choice because you're going to cross a thin line of then projecting so much negativity and space for healing onto your children. And that is just unfair. And then there's that quote that goes, it's easy to heal a child. It's incredibly hard to heal an adult. Why mm. would you want that for your child? You, 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 when you're a parent, you just don't have the luxury of I, 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 because you've been given such a precious gift from God and you have to take that role seriously. It doesn't matter if it hurts. This is what we call sacrificial love. That is the mandate for all parents. doesn't matter how you came to be a parent. You just don't have a choice to be in a child's life and just be anyhow. You do have an impact, make it a positive one, a wholesome one, one that is centered in love because the direct opposite is to damage that child. And that's on you. Right. I think you, you're preaching to the choir here. And I say that because the women and men that needed to hear and digest and really sit with what you just said are the ones that believe in their heads that they're doing all of that. They are mm. sacrificial. They are like, I'm doing it. I'm a great parent. I just, I just, you know, like, and then there's people like me that's over here clapping, amening, like, oh my God, I wish everybody would get this message. So how do we, I don't even know, like, I don't know if I can answer this question on my own, but how do you reach the people that don't think that they need help? How yeah. You just, you keep having the conversation outside, outside of these, these groups and these platforms. Where I go to speak are traditional parenting spaces where I'm speaking to single moms, where I'm speaking, you know, when someone constantly confronts you with something, yeah, you are going to come to a place of, do, do, 
does that actually apply to me? If someone says it on and over and over and over again, I mean, there's this thing called the self-fulfilling prophecy that in school, if a teacher says you're trash, you're trash, you're trash, you're, you're going to start to become trash or you're going to start to behave in such a way because that person has said it so many times and that person is an influence in your life. You meet with that person every day. You're going to start to fulfill it. So if you're, and then it's the same on the flip side with positive affirmations. I'm a amazing I'm amazing you're eventually your brain is going to tell your heart no you're amazing believe it you're amazing believe it so if I say are you being sacrificial in your love towards your parent is your feelings getting a, um are your feelings separating your child from a love from their parent that they potentially need and then you're you're giving them the reasons why you say what you're saying and it's on this platform and that platform it's not on step parenting platforms it's not on blended family platforms it's in traditional parenting space and platforms it's on the today show it's on bbc news it's in places where you can't run yeah mm. you're gonna have to start asking yourself the questions now whether you want to take the step to heal or to learn or to grow that again remains to be seen but if you can pose the question in that person's head if you put the seed there you you're gonna hope that later on in life someone's gonna water it you're gonna hope later on in life it's gonna bloom because whether you change now or in 10 years there's always room to change there is always that you, you find people that are so stuck in their ways years and years and years and then I don't know they become a Muslim or Christian and all of a sudden they changed yeah Do you understand mm -hmm. there's always a space to change but all you have to do all we have to do advocates for blended families is just keep on having this conversation, but outside of ourselves, outside of the choir, outside of the church. Ooh! Girl, listen, I'm over here waving my white little church fan and handkerchief. You better preach. You were going out, outside. We have to, you know what? We have to have these conversations outside of the blended family community. Yeah. Because that's what yeah. I, I totally agree. I, I agree. You know, that's why I love going on people's podcasts that are not blended family podcasts to kind of bring mm -hmm. blended family issues to them because everybody has it. You know, this is our topic literally touches everybody. Everybody knows somebody that's divorced or they're raised by a single parent or they saw their dad every other weekend or they themselves are a single parent like, or they had friends. Everybody in some way is touched by this because there's not one person that I know that has 100% traditional families everywhere in their lives. They're touched yeah. by blended something somewhere. So yeah, I yeah. love going on music artists podcasts to talk about this stuff. Cause sometimes yeah. somebody in their audience, they might be a high conflict dad or a high conflict mom or a brand new stepmom. And I'm saying something and they're, you know, you, you have to go out, you and I, I think we're kind of like the missionaries, you know, we got to go out in different spaces. Like you said, I'm going to, I'm going to change my name from coach nausea to missionary nausea. And I'm going to stand on the street with a damn newspaper and, and be like, blend your family. And a microphone. And I'm going to be like, blend your damn family. Like I'm going to be that crazy lady. You just help me find a new mission. You know, I think you did. <laughs> Stella. Oh my gosh. So I could talk to you all day, guys. Stella, me and her have been, geez, probably two, 
two, three hours now. We recorded a lot, yeah. lot of content. A lot of content. Woo. Oh you might God. have to do a part two, a part one and a part two. Because we can go on and on and on and on. This is our, I've been following her for a very long, since probably since you first opened. Started, yeah. Yes. And so this yeah. is the first time that you and I have actually had a chance to sit and talk. We've exchanged DMs before, but yeah. you know, I'm going to be cliche here. Like it feels like, I've known you forever, and oh my life. like we're probably we're BFFs now. Like you know, trust me, you you you've been a part of my journey. What's insane? Like, the way you used to talk, I used to think, oh my gosh, Miss Naja, you're being a bit offensive. Oh, <laughs> you're being a bit too straight talking. Oh yeah. my gosh, did you really just say? And I just thought yeah. to myself, you know, it came to a point where I was watching, and I said, you know what? I I want to be this free. I want to feel like. I don't have to bite my tongue because I'm so exhausted. There's been times where I've been ready to delete the whole platform because I thought to myself, like, I can't be airy-fairy. In my real life, I'm not that way. And you seem to be able to speak the way I'm speaking in my head. And I just thought to myself, how do I get to this point? And then when you're talking about being unbothered, when I finally got to that stage of being unbothered, I, I actually feel like, I am the English version of you. You know, when you, you've got stepmom cut, well, I'm not a certified coach yet pending, but yes. when you have um, coaches in England, oh my gosh, oh, I feel like they make the problem worse. I remember I was doing one project and there was a coach there and uh, a dad said, so what do you do? What do you do to try and get through to these people? Like, and you can see that he was looking for action steps, right? Yes. And then she was saying, you know, you just have to work out a happy medium. A happy, you just need to work to a happy place where everyone is happy. He said, okay, um, I don't yeah, mean to be rude, but that's this not is a Miss Naja answer. How do I get there? How do I, you know, I know what you're saying is very valid and, you know, your frustration, no, don't worry, you call it BS. And I just thought to myself, you're actually wasting time and people are paying you to just be vague. I don't want to be that way. I want to say, this is your situation. Try these steps. We'll reevaluate in a couple of months. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm seeing you on your platform saying, are you ready to do the work? Are you ready to heal? Are you ready to, to work on the inside? I'm thinking to myself, yes, it's an inside job. You can't just say, I want to be a happy set mom, and you're just there moaning and moaning and moaning. What are you going to do to make this better for yourself? Are you going to follow your coach and really be led? Or are you just going to come and pay your coach and moan and moan? And, and I feel like so many coaches allow for that, but not you. I feel like you're probably mean just snap out of it yeah you're the you're the british what'd you say you're the english miss Naja. yeah that's it <laughs> i can change my name to that <laughs> you know what so that means i think yeah i'm definitely going to be a missionary now i'm going to go around converting people to being uh their best not their best selves but their best miss Naja selves so that they yes. can <laughs> so, <laughs> best you know, parenting miss Naja selves. there's there's a freedom in um not being bound to what people say. And I charge a lot of money to coach people, but I get a lot of results. I have a 95% success rate with my clients and that that 5%, I'm still working with them right now. They're not done with my program. So, you know, like people that come to me are the ones that like, you're really ready for a change. 
you know, you, like I'm, I'm, I'm not the flat tummy T of coaches. I'm not a temporary right. uh, fix. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the gym. I'm the treadmill. I'm the fasting. I'm the dieting. Like that's what you're gonna get when you come. Even you know, people that join my my membership communities that that don't wanna or that can't hire me as a coach right now or just don't have the bandwidth or the you know they can't afford it or whatever. You know, I still yeah. make sure I pour. As you can see, this two hours, man, you've been on the phone. It's like my energy level is still up there. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. You know, because that's what you got to give to people. People can feel how passionate you are. I can feel how yeah. passionate you are from all the way across the pond, Silla. So I know <laughs> that you know, I can't wait for you to, when you become certified as a coach, I cannot wait to refer people to you. Because this when, is. So when are you going to run courses to certify people? <laughs> stepmom coach as well I'm not yeah. training with an organization she's someone that's been in the industry for ages and, and you know I dare not say I probably will take I'll probably eat the meat and throw away the bones yeah yeah I mean you, 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 you're gonna have I think to customize the whole program yeah you know no, if, with, with you, I think you you'll be the one like because you're just very unique in the way that you deliver your own content I believe that we need more people like you and when yeah. when a stepmom becomes unbothered you're the perfect person to go to to then train um, them up yes. to be certified to spread Come on, the gospel to spread on okay. your talent I, I'm going to think of you know what I'll think about a curriculum I probably have enough content right now to teach you know what I mean Absolutely. to just to, to teach a class because you know the expert interview that you and I just did. I mean, that would literally be something that could go into a curriculum. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit with that. I'm gonna sit with that suggestion. I, I, I am totally gonna sit with that and, you know, have me a glass of wine and, and see what that looks like. Cause I like yes. challenges. Why not? Why the hell? If not Why? me, then who? You know. Exactly. Exactly, and yes. then I'll come up after you, and then I'll train some people in London. Yes, you, I, I can be a leg. I can be your London leg, and then I'll train people up here. Oh my god! Like you literally, we're gonna be a global brand of just. Go, that's, that's oh it. my god, a global brand! Y'all heard it here first, folks. You heard it here folks, first. Silla, Silla, Silla of the Stepmoms Club, S T E P M U M S Club. Please, please, please. I want you all to know everything about this awesome lady. All of her links are going to be shared below. Um, please follow her. Please let her know that Naja sent you. Show her love. Support her. She's an amazing human being. And I, I think we, we haven't even begun to see how much she's going to do in this oh, of creating beautiful families. You know? It's a beautiful thing. So I will see you all every Tuesday, every other Tuesday. This is I know I'm crazy. <laughs> 